Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi there, and welcome to Explaining History Podcast. And the thing I'm going to be talking about today is the relationship between uh, the supreme commander of the Allied powers occupying uh, Japan from 1945 um, to 1951, General Douglas MacArthur, um, and the Japanese people um, themselves. Uh, And in the middle is the discredited and disgraced figure of uh, Emperor Hirohito. And this period is um, racked by some complex Cold War politics, but also some um, deep cultural um, politics within uh, the kind of the post-feudal world um, of Japan. Um, and it's there's there's some really um, intricate things happening here that if you follow them, make an awful lot of sense um, as to kind of MacArthur's decision making uh, and and the outcomes that ensue. Now, as you may have detected uh, in past podcasts, if you go way back to some of the stuff I've talked about the Pacific War, I'm no innate fan of MacArthur, uh, and a great many of his contemporaries were not. But it does appear that uh, many of the decisions he made in the post-war occupation of Japan were rather astute, um, and he was, uh, if he had a talent at all, it was um, listening to the right people. Um, He was able to um, swat aside many of the um, inaccurate and rather racist um, views of the the Japanese that had been drawn up by um, uh, the um, OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, um, and the various sort of intelligence arms that he had um, at his fingertips during the war. Uh, and instead, he listened to his good friend, uh, Brigadier General Bonafellas, who had done his research, who's um, had uh, family members related to and married into um, senior senior Japanese uh, diplomatic dynasties um, and could give a, a realistic position. And that was that, firstly, the Japanese must be defeated 
conclusively, comprehensively and overwhelmingly in order to shatter the myths that the, the Japanese people had been told about their army and about their emperor. Really, The, the emperor was, uh, insert, was uh, descended from godhood. But he was also advised against getting rid of the emperor, putting the emperor on trial. Now, obviously, the, the Chinese, the British, the Australians, the Koreans, the Malays, and a whole range of um, other occupied peoples from across Asia were very keen on seeing uh, Hirohito hanged for his part in war crimes. Um, MacArthur uh, claimed that he had investigated Hirohito's link to war crimes and he couldn't find any evidence, which was, is obviously uh, nonsense. Um, the, the evidence was abundantly clear, particularly um, after 1943, a decision by Hirohito that no prisoners or witnesses to atrocities must be allowed to survive, which led to the, uh, the killing of uh, Allied prisoners and also, uh, more significantly, and on a vastly greater scale, uh, the killing of uh, occupied Asian peoples. Um, in um, Forgotten Wars by um, Harper and Bailey, uh, the statistic is sobering that for every one Allied prisoner killed, uh, 100 um, uh, occupied Malays, Chinese, uh, Filipinos, Koreans, etc. Uh, were murdered. Uh, so um, the, uh, the the suffering of Asia at Japan's hands is is really really quite quite staggering. The um, decision by MacArthur in August 1945 to land at Atsugi um, Air Base um, and announce himself as the uh, the conqueror of Japan um, and to accept the surrender of the Imperial Japanese Army um, showed. Kind of partly MacArthur's recklessness, partly his um, boldness, his flair for drama. But it had a profound effect. There were 300,000 Japanese troops there at the time, all still armed. Um, the, um, MacArthur is escorted by a small number of um, US soldiers, and they are surrounded by the Japanese. Um, and he essentially accepts the, their officers' um, surrender, and then his men begin to disarm the Japanese troops then and there. Uh, and the, this has a kind of a profound psychological impact. Um, and it also showed the Japanese at, uh, at Sugi that um, MacArthur was not going to be a, a bloodthirsty conquistador um, who was there to exact a terrible price from the Japanese, that he was there to be in some ways constructive and to um, uh, be conciliatory. MacArthur, was of, of MacArthur had a clear plan for Japan, um, which I'll, I'll talk about in, in a moment. Uh, and he also was granted by Truman greater devolved powers over Japan than, uh, than Truman himself had in the USA, and that any commander... Uh, of uh, post-war American forces had. The um, degree of control that uh, generals such as, say, Patton in occupied Germany had um, in 1945 um, pales in comparison to the powers granted to MacArthur. MacArthur was an imperial viceroy of the kind of standards of the East India Company, 
However, the uh, the viceroys of the British viceroys of India had uh, long been forced to um, compromise and cooperate with um, the Congress Party and and other forces within India, in a way that MacArthur simply didn't have to do when he was um, in uh, in Japan. Now, Fellers advised MacArthur, you cannot put the emperor on trial. If you do, you will create um, a, uh, a, a kind of a people's war in Japan uh, against the occupying forces. You'll need a million US soldiers in order to occupy the country. Perhaps this was an overestimate, but these are the kind of figures that he uh, MacArthur fed back to Truman. Truman, like Roosevelt, despised MacArthur, and the feeling was pretty mutual. Um, MacArthur uh, presented Truman with his apocalyptic picture. Truman would have been happy for Hirohito to go on trial, um, but he realised that, uh, faced with the possible consequences, um, that this was not something that could happen. And another possible consequence would have been um, outright turmoil and civil war in Japan, uh, and an opportunity for the Soviets to exploit that. At a time when Soviet intentions in Asia are known to be hostile, but in not quite understood in what ways these would manifest themselves, any opportunity for Soviet expansion needs to be carefully checked. MacArthur's intention was to sweep away Japanese feudalism and create a modern-style constitutional government of free press, civil rights and um, create the conditions uh, for free market capitalism to develop, but with a, uh, an, an emphasis on um, social welfare that was really a, a kind of um, a legacy of the New Deal. MacArthur himself had been uh, an opponent of the New Deal, but uh, could clearly see uh, its uses in staving off a, the possibility of communism. Uh, and the first step was a, um, a the Declaration of Humanity. This was the emperor's admi- uh, admittance that he was not a god or descended from a god. He was, in fact, a human being, um, and that meant that uh, Japan's mission in the world to rule supreme over Asia as a conquering power was no longer a possibility and had been deeply misguided, had been um, a, a great mistake. Now, this Declaration of Humanity isn't drafted by uh, Hirohito or any of his uh, royal court. It's, in fact, uh, draft, b- drafted by um, an American officer in MacArthur's staff, Lieutenant Colonel Harold Henderson, um, who was part of the Occupying Powers Education Department. And simply, he creates a, uh, a two-paragraph um, um, reading which said that there would be um, a world with new ideals and humanity would prevail above nationalism um, as the great God. Ties between us and the nation do not depend on myths and legends and do not depend upon on the mistaken idea that the Japanese are of divine descent, superior to other peoples and destined to rule them. They are the bond of trust, of affection, forged by centuries of devotion and love. So the essence of Japan as a kind of a hierarchical family society with the emperor at the head, that's retained. But the idea that this um, militaristic, imperialistic uh, and racially superior uh, peoples 
uh, were able to uh, march across Asia ever again uh, was swept away. And the, with this coming from the emperor, it helps MacArthur to um, structure this kind of constitutional revolution that he intended to bring about. The advice coming directly from MacArthur's office was that if Hirohito wished to avoid the um, uh, possibility of a war crimes tribunal, then he needed to present himself as a modern constitutional leader, um, a, a king, um, uh, an emperor on the standard of a kind of a, a European monarch. Um, this meant that he could apportion the blame to his generals. He could um, suggest that they were the people who had been responsible for atrocities, for the planning of a preemptive war. The fact is that Hirohito knew all about plans for war and approved of them heartily, and he was deeply involved in the decision-making as it pertained to uh, war crimes and uh, atrocities. But um, managing to kind of sidestep this and to keep the, the emperor's name out of these kinds of um, difficulties um, was, was really important, not just for Hirohito, but for MacArthur as well. Um, Hirohito knew that um, if he did abdicate, he would be in danger of being, he would be far more vulnerable to being uh, arrested. Um, for a while, he considered abdication as the, uh, the, 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 the job of rulership was not a particularly pleasant one for many times for. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. For him. Um, but he uh, was, it was important that he be retained as a figurehead. One interesting aspect of the, the end of the war are the attitudes of the Japanese towards returning soldiers. Some um, five million returning soldiers and um, colonists from uh, across Asia come back to Japan, 1945, 46, 47. Uh, and in those years, they are treated with contempt and disgust. Quite different from the returning soldiers who uh, make it back to the Reich at the end of the war. These are soldiers not only the, who have lost uh, and therefore have let Japan down and uh, have, have failed Japan uh, and have not done the honourable thing in the field um, and, and taken their own lives, but also 
by the um, by the late nineteen by the later nineteen forties, evidence of Japan's atrocities across Asia are, are uh, unmistakable, um, and they are uh, fully uh, accessible by the Japanese people, um, the you know, Western news agencies and new um, Japanese news agencies uh, report them and the war crimes um, trials that take place actively report them. There are um, uh, American, British and Australian um, uh, military policemen um, scouring Japan for war criminals throughout this period and arresting them and and, and trying them and executing them. So the sense that Japan had been uh, suffered a terrible dishonour by the actions of her of uh, her armies, uh, and there was an immense amount of national shame over this, meant that returning soldiers were often treated um, and sh- often shunned and uh, treated as pariahs. Um, and this is perhaps because there was a collective national guilt, that there was a, a sense that perhaps the nation had been on some level in, involved and complicit in this. And if you read um, Japan 1941 by Eri Hotter, um, there is a, a widespread enthusiasm for Pearl Harbor after it happens, after um, several years of, short, of fuel shortages, uh, rationing, and uh, a, almost like a vice being uh, placed around Japan uh, uh, by uh, America um, due to Japan's various transgressions in Southeast Asia. There is a collective cheer when um, the uh, news of the the Pearl Harbor attack happens. So Japan's uh, militarism had widespread popular appeal, at least at the beginning of the war, as very often these things do. And uh, but Japan by uh, 1945 has been um, brought to its knees through bombing and starvation uh, in a way that uh, even Germany hadn't by that point. Part of the whole reason for creating the Japanese co-prosperity sphere, the Japanese empire, during the war, was that Japan, Japan wasn't self-sufficient and hadn't been for some time. She had a population of 70 million people and um, this was deemed to be too large for the Japanese islands alone to feed. And so um, the colonisation of Korea, Manchuria, Taiwan, and then uh, the later acquisitions of um, Malaya, Burma, the Philippines, etc., um, were essential for the um, maintenance of Japanese living standards. This could only continue um, as long as the empire was maintained, and obviously from 1943 onwards it begins to collapse. The uh, vulnerability of Japanese shipping after the uh, battles in the Pacific um, uh, is, uh, becomes patently obvious um, uh, millions of tons of Japanese shipping are sunk between 1943 and 1945. Uh, sea lanes are essentially lost to Japan, and the uh, empire uh, collapses bit by bit in uh, in uh, Southeast Asia, in the Pacific, uh, and in China. Uh, and the result is famine in Japan. The entire country is close to um, uh, mass starvation in 1945, and uh, localised starvation has already begun.
In most of uh, Japan's cities, uh, at least half, if not three quarters, of all the housing is destroyed. I think it's uh, nearly 90% in Nagoya, for example. And, and this meant that um, MacArthur had the opportunity, and he skillfully plays this, um, of, being, of presenting himself as a, a rescuer to the Japanese people. He quickly requisitions 3.5 million tonnes of uh, American army food supplies, uh, tinned beef and that sort of thing. Uh, totally alien to the Japanese diet, but um, entirely welcome uh, when, it, when it arrives. Uh, and sets about um, a massive and very successful relief operation to um, feed Japan. Uh, MacArthur, right to the end of his time in Japan, received tens of thousands of letters of gratitude um, in, and um, gifts from the Japanese people. It might be that a an authoritarian figure like MacArthur was, um, you know, not uh, an, not an unfamiliar character uh, in Japan, um, so there there are reasons why he might have gone down reasonably well there. But he himself barely met any of the people that he ruled. He met a, a handful of uh, the emperor's ministers. Um, he seems to have had uh, quite a good relationship with Hirohito. Uh, and so, and went out of his way to um, deflect any blame from Hirohito, and to present Hirohito as the kind of the um, the naive victim of his general's machinations, which, as we know, is is not an accurate picture of of this, the um, of of what Hirohito had been doing or, be, or how he'd been uh, behaving. There was some talk of uh, uh, amongst the um, few um, anti-war members of the royal family and ministers um, at the end of the war, forcing Hirohito's abdication and passing the throne to his 12-year-old son, Akihito. Um, but this, this doesn't come to pass. Uh, instead, um, Hirohito is managed by MacArthur in order to introduce MacArthur's reforms. There was no small amount of... Um, Racial conceit um, with the uh, the American occupation. The belief that MacArthur had was that he was uh, bringing enlightened European style democracy or American style democracy to um, a, a kind of a despotic and uh, backward Asian people who um, had been uh, liberated now from feudalism and had taken a kind of uh, a giant step forward in into modernity, um, and that there was a kind of um, a white man's mission uh, to be done in Japan. Inevitably, of course, a colonising class of American um, uh, military and civil uh, bureaucrats um, and uh, a, a new kind of tier of foreign-imposed government would behave um, as colonisers do uh, in uh, kind of authoritarian and very arrogant ways. Um, they were happy to uh, live off um, the uh, the largesse of um, the the Japanese they uh, occupied for the use of uh, by MacArthur's senior officers. Uh, many of the stately homes and uh, houses of the uh, the upper classes uh, in Japan. And uh, lived extremely well. Um, this, if 
uh, resentment was generated amongst the Japanese. This was one of the uh, the, the the causes uh, of it. Ordinary uh, GI soldiers were encouraged not to fraternise with Japanese women, but uh, obviously this was uh, something that um, was almost in- inevitable. And there were uh, many many thousands of uh, uh, American Japanese babies born uh, after 1946. Um, though the often um, the, the 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 two sides discovered that many of the kind of the racist myths peddled about one another. Uh, astoundingly turned out to to not be true. The occupation of Japan was um, the beginning, really, of uh, an American century or half century in Asia. The occupation of Japan um, was followed in 1950 by America's involvement in the Korean War, and then from 1954 onwards by uh, America's involvement in Vietnam. But throughout the 1950s and 1960s, uh, really until um, the mid to late 1970s, Asia is um, part of the American sphere of influence. Uh, I mean, to some extent, it, it still is. You know, the uh, If you look at the uh, headlines about... Um, uh, tensions over Chinese warships um, and uh, America, Obama's um, shift towards focusing uh, on the Pacific and and the China and the rise of China in the last um, four or five years, but throughout the sixties and seventies, it is unmistakably uh, an American fiefdom, um, and part of the reason why this goes into decline. I think is not uh, is firstly to do with the the kind of the renaissance of Japan in the 1980s, and then obviously following that, uh, the resurgence of China from the uh, the 90s onwards. Okay, well I'll finish there, and I hope you found this a useful and interesting podcast, as per usual. Um, I just want to mention a, a couple of things that are, are coming up. Um, you know, I've mentioned in the past that we are doing uh, podcasts with uh, webinars with Hodder. Um, the new A-level history series that um, I'm working on that gives teachers some fresh perspectives and uh, energising ideas for their lessons is going to start on October the 19th when I'm going to be doing a webinar which is going to focus on modern Britain. Uh, on November the 2nd, I'll be co-hosting with Alf Wilkinson on Soviet Russia. And then a week later, on the 9th, I'll be co-hosting with Richard Kennett on uh, Nazi Germany. And then finally, on November the 16th, I'll be presenting with Helen Snelson on um, post-war Germany 1945 to 1991. So if you subscribe to Explaining History and you're a teacher, you can get a discount on each of these bookings. There's a link that I'm going to uh, put with this podcast um, and the promotional code to go with it is WF triple zero nine zero two three. But you'll have that um, in the in the link. So I hope you find that useful, and I look forward to if we do uh, chatting to you in October, November. So catch you on the next podcast. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine. But he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.